Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, their multicultural mess and secular scam. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, how are you? And I hope you're doing fantastically well wherever you are. What an eventful couple of days it has been. Uh, some good, some not so good, but Look, I, I don't know which topic to abide to today. Would it be the Nadi Shakti in, in, in the Indian Parliament um, or our one and only Prime Minister of Canada and his Khalistani Mafia output? Um, I really didn't know. I don't want to talk. I didn't want to talk about the Khalistanis. I, I definitely don't want to talk. I've spoken about them before. Uh, once, I think. And I don't like talking about the Canadian Prime Minister. I don't even like taking his name. He just gets under my skin. This man is, is just, oh my goodness. And all politicians like him, the woke people. Similarly, I'm sure you realize it with the Congress, um, Indian National Congress, the Dot Dot Gang, the Democrats, the, liberal, the, Tory, the liberals in, in England, any leftist party I don't like. And ideology and not to say that you know uh, i've always hated them or you know hate speech blah 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 i was a leftist i actually voted for these people before i voted twice for the uh, uh, congress in india um, i was on the left and the more i got articulate the more knowledge i gained the more um you know confidence i gained i started uh, forming my own opinions and I just couldn't, I couldn't for the life of me see how these people even existed. So anyway, I can't stand the Canadian Prime Minister. And I'm, I'm very sorry. Look, um, that's why I don't talk about him. Okay, because there, there is nothing to talk about. I mean, th there's nothing nice that's going to come out of my mouth. And so I, I'd rather not talk about him. I don't see the, um, I don't see where we're going with this. It, it's just, a, you know, you're back against the wall, literally, when it comes to him. It's just, you know, wait out the, wait out the, the storm, so to speak. But I've been asked my opinion on this. And uh, the, the happenings of the last couple of days. And I said, oh, well, sometimes I post some, you know, some posts on, on social media. But by and large, I stay away from this man because he, he just he, he just pathetic. Um, anyway, having said that, it is important for me to take a pause and make you understand where we have come to and what is my opinion on this. So today we're going to talk about the Calistanis, sorry, Trudeau. Versus the Khalistanis um, versus uh, the government of India. Um, so let me start by giving you a little bit, a little bit, little bit about Trudeau. Okay, Justin Trudeau is a son of uh, former Prime Minister Pierre Elliott Trudeau, after whom the Montreal, uh, the air airport of Montreal, is named after. Uh, he was a Liberal Prime Minister, uh, and for some, as some would say, or if you Google it, you research it, he was an anti-monarchist. That means he was against the monarchy in Canada. <coughs> and Trudeau, sort of uh, junior, as I like to call him, is, is sort of falling in his father's footsteps, but not with the same class. Um, and he's doing, um, he wants to sort of finish what his father started, but he, he's a drama teacher, you know what I mean? Uh, Trudeau, his, his profession before he became, he came into politics, he was a part-time drama teacher. Um, look, he, he really 
doesn't he he the only reason he's in politics is because of his family name. And very much like uh, Rahul Gandhi, without the family name, he would be nothing. He would be just a drama teacher. Maybe he would have been a good drama teacher, but at the bottom line, he is a drama teacher. Uh, he doesn't have the intellect for politics. And so you, f for anything, and that's why you look at him and he goes, uh, uh, um, um. And it gets to people, and we came from, uh, North America came from, um, you know, Stephen Harper, who had great economics, great economics. Uh, he had a balanced budget, he had a surplus when he left. He made some few mistakes, yes, like all prime ministers, like all governments, but he, by and large, he was a good prime minister. Uh, he took us to took us to the storm of 2008 uh you know the recession in 2008 2010 he took us through that storm and it was uh he, canada came out on top of all the g8 nations at that time during the 2008 2010 recession and he was like a he's an economic hawk stephen harper and he's so he's so gracious he's so confident he knows his work and he goes after it you don't have to agree with him and he ne neither do i um but there are things when it comes to economics he's a hawk uh, and, and a good hawk at that, and, and that's why Canada came out on the top. But Justin Trudeau is the opposite. I mean, when I say the opposite, that's why he goes on Islamophobia, xenophobia, racism, Black Lives Matter, because he has nothing to say. Uh, there's a video about him. There's, there's a video about him um, on YouTube and by his opponent, Pierre Poliev. And the video says Justin Trudeau giving a talk in a town hall where he says, if you take money from your credit card to spend it on food and clothes or, you know, nothing and garbage, it's bad investment. But if you take it out to invest, take out money from your credit card to invest in education, that's now going to give you back dividends. So it's very good. Uh, it, it's a good way to invest by taking money from your credit card to put it invested in, in, in education. And... And you're going, what? You want to take money from your credit card at 22% interest uh, to pay for your education? Are you joking or are you joking? Uh, you'll never finish paying that credit card. It'll take you 200 years to pay. You'll be dead and gone. But that's Justin Trudeau. Um, he, when he came to power, he, he, he came on a, on a, a budget. He came on, on, on the back of the Harper government. And the Harper government um, had a, a surplus in, uh, surplus in its budget, he came and, and, and campaigned on a deficit. That means he was going to take money. Not only was he going to use the surplus, but he was going to take money from the, the, the budget, from uh, Canada's. Um, he was going to go into a different budget. He was going to make the budget go into a deficit. That means borrow money on the back of the next generation. And he said within a few years, the budget will balance itself. I don't know how budgets balance themselves. I've never seen it. Never has the budget balanced himself. He has doubled the debt from 650 billion approximate dollars in in 2015 when he took office. It's 1.2 trillion. Now you can lie all you want about about COVID, but COVID is not going to. Uh, 
earn you any uh, any points because there's no government in the world that spent $650 billion. Even the Indian government has not spent $650 billion um, for six for uh, you know for its population and and double the debt for all that time. So it is unbelievable what he's done. He's taken it, but that is Justin Trudeau. Um, I mean, look, I can't really say much about him, but I'm going to explain to you how he's come to power. This is what I want to do. Okay, so he's a liberal government now. In 2011, um, the, the Liberals were in power till I think 2006. Uh, then the Harper government, which is the Conservatives, came to power until 2014. But in 2011, okay, if you can Google this, 2011 Canadian federal election results. Google it. And I'm, I've got a, a picture on my podcast, and that's the 2011 elections. This is the map of Canada from coast to coast, okay? Uh, if you see in red, uh, red means the Canadian liberals. The liberals are represented by red. Dark blue are the conservatives. Light blue are, or should I say light? Yeah, uh, dark blue are the conservatives. Uh, um, and light blue are, uh, light blue is the Bloc Québécois. Okay, uh, the Bloc Québécois in the main four conservative, four par- political parties that are strong in Canada. One is the Conservatives, Liberals, or Bloc, and uh, NDP. Um, the Liberals have their strongholds. The Bloc, the Bloc have their strongholds, and the Bloc Québécois only run in Quebec. They run in no other province but Quebec. So really, they don't stand a chance of being part of. Um, of, of being the prime minister running the country. They just only care about Quebec. Um, but the rest of the f- uh, parties have, uh, have um, people in all provinces. Okay? So you have, um, in 2011, um, Stephen Harper, the conservative prime minister, was in power, the minority government. He had elections. And in 2011, he got a majority. The, the liberal parties were wiped out. They had only 34 or 40 seats, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 34 seats. 34 seats. The Conservatives went to 166 seats. And uh, the Liberals got 34 seats, which is a rout. And if you look at the history, you look at the write-ups for the 2011 Canadian federal elections, I guarantee you they're talking about a total wipeout of the Liberals. Total wipeout. They're talking, oh, the Liberals are dead, the Liberals are dead. The, you know how the, Cana- uh, the press goes. They, they, for them, the earth is flat. They don't understand that we're cyclic. We'll go up and we'll go down. So you'll win and you'll lose. But they didn't understand this, okay? And they kept saying, oh, well, the Liberals are over. Liberals are over. But the Liberals, after having been in power from, two, from, 19, from 1994, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to about 2006, look, this entire run, about 10 years and plus, and all of a sudden they get 34 seats. What is it telling you? That they, were, they, they, they had lost the battle, they had lost the bet, and they had not evolved. They were flat earth. They banked on the same rhetoric that they had done for so long. But the Canadian landscape had changed. They had not changed. So they had to change for the new Canadian landscape, which they realized in 2011. 
So they went back to the drawing board uh, because they were wiped out. There was nothing left. Uh, you see the orange, that is the uh, NDP, which is uh, led by Jagmeet Singh today. But Jagmeet Singh was not there in 2011. It was someone else called Jack Layton who was in charge. He won in Quebec. It was called the Orange Wave. The bulk of the seats everywhere are in blue um, owned by the Bloc Québec, by the Conservatives, and the Bloc Québécois got just four seats, or very few seats, in, um, in, in Quebec only. And the rest, the Liberals got a few seats in, um, in, in Atlantic Canada. Um, they got a few seats, which is the East Coast. They got only seven seats in Quebec, which is very rare for them. Ontario, only 11 seats. That was a wipeout. Two seats in, in, in British Columbia and one seat in Saskatchewan and one seat in Manitoba. And that was all. It was a wipeout. So people were, you know, they were like in shock. But, you know, if we don't change something now. We're going to have to change. That was the 2011 elections which changed everything for the Liberals. They went back to the drawing board and they understood that the landscape had changed. Okay, completely changed. Uh, and because the landscape had changed, now they have to go back to the voters who formed the part of the new Canada. And they realized at that point that about 24% of Canadians, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure the exact numbers, but 24% of Canadians are now born outside Canada, uh, which means they have to... Uh, they have to run their propaganda to this new voting base. Um, absolutely, they have to run this propaganda to the new voting base. If they don't, they risk the, 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 they risk the risk of just being wiped out from the map completely. So the next elections was in 2015. What they did was they bought Justin Trudeau back. Justin Trudeau was a nice, cute little Canadian son of a former prime minister. He was cute. He was nice. He put, he used his cuteness and all the girls went, oh my God, he's so looking, good looking compared to Stephen Harper, who was straight, who was, you know, didn't smile a lot. He was serious. He didn't like giving interviews, but he delivered the goods. Okay, he delivered the economics, which is important, uh, compared to, uh, you know, Justin Trudeau. Now, what is this immigrant vote base? The immigrant vote base comes from countries, South Asia, Asia, Africa, and they are brainwashed, like we all know, that all whites are racist. Yet, hypocritical as we are, we go to these Western countries. Okay, now I'm saying it as an immigrant. We go to Western countries after being brainwashed and, and knowing very well that all this brainwashing that we've done is just a bunch of, if nothing else, but hollow rhetoric. And we've been brainwashed to believe in nonsense. That's why we are the bottom of the barrel. We haven't gone anywhere in life because we are based and founded on ignorance and negative rhetoric. So you're not going to go anywhere with that. Now you go to your new country, you offload your baggage, you, you realign, you reintegrate. It takes time, but you don't pander to the same negativity that you were in your country. But they come to this new country, Every, everyone goes to their new countries, and they will keep on with the same rhetoric. They, they, this is their foundation, their default setting. Race, racism, racism, Islamophobia, Islamophobia. So 
Justin Trudeau and his vote bank and his liberals knew one thing. They had to sing the same rhetoric as the, the immigrants in their country. What was the rhetoric that the immigrants were screaming in their country? Racism, racism, whites are racist, whites are racist. So he sang the same tune. He sang the same tune. Oh, racism, 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 racism. That's what he sang. And of course, in... in um, in the last decade, the, 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 the biggest propaganda was the fake news of Islamophobia run by the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, so he ran on a campaign of Islamophobia, Muslim Brotherhood, Islamophobia, sorry, Islamophobia, racism, Islamophobia, racism, xenophobia. He ran, he ran that rhetoric, propaganda after propaganda. He, everywhere he went, he repeated it. Oh, racism, Islamophobia. And obviously it played to the gullible uh, um, gullible uh, immigrants, the illegals, the the you know the 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 people who came in, the refugees. Oh my God, racism! Yes, that's the only thing they know because that's what the tune that they've been sung to their country. So they don't know anything else. They have lack of confidence. They haven't settled in Canada, or it takes them a while. It's difficult to settle in a cold country. They are they are uh, you know they are uh, feeling lost, lonely, homesick. The one word that they know is racism. Vote for the person who says racism, and he won the elections on that. Uh, and this, and, and during that time, the liberals sided with one group, the Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood was a a, a group, um, a political group of the um, of of Islam, as people like to call it, the new caliphate, the fifth caliphate. Uh, they were their goal was to convert the planet into Islam. Islamize the planet, but they had actual on paper uh, directives which have come out. Uh, it's on Google, you can research it. Uh, memorandums called, uh, I think, the Detroit me- me- Memorandum, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not sure. Um, that they wanted to convert North America into Islam, to the house of Islam, okay, and wipe out uh, the, the kufars from, from North America. Their goal was to convert, and they will do it by aligning with other groups. Okay, so they played the nice little poor victim card. In 2010, they were in alliance with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia realized MBS's generation that they were being screwed by the Muslim Brotherhood. They kicked the Muslim Brotherhood out. And in 2011, that's when you had the Arab Spring, and we know the Arab Spring. What happened? The Muslim Brotherhood took over. Basically, toppled governments and took over. Uh, but in North America, they're looking for new partners. Uh, now, in, in, in politics, it's very difficult to get into politics. It takes a lot of money, we know that. If not, everyone would have started a political party. So that's why it, you need money, lots of money to get into politics. The liberals after the 2011 elections were wiped out, no money. So now not only they want to get back to power, but they need money. So they have to ally with groups of people who are willing to give them money. Who are these people who are willing to give them money? Guess who? The Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim, they scratched each other's back. Temporary friends. And guess who the temporary friends are now? You scratch my back, I scratch your back. The liberals and the Muslim Brotherhood. And in the States, it was the Democrats and the Muslim Brotherhood. Both of them were looking for new partners. They were looking for money. Um, 
And in 2015, they ran on a platform of Islamophobia and racism, xenophobia. Oh, Muslims are scared. Muslims are being this. Muslims, Muslims. But it was a propaganda run by the Muslim Brotherhood and obviously Justin Trudeau. Because if he's taking their money, he needs to pander their propaganda to, to, de- to deliver for them. Okay, And the Muslim Brotherhood is also financing, guess who? The Khalistani movement. So... In 2015, he comes to power with full majority. So from one elections in 2011, he loses in, he, they lose, they have 34 seats. In the next elections in 2015, he gets 184 seats. Now look at the map. The map from 2011, where there is hardly any red, and the map in 2014, sorry, 2015, where there's only red. Okay. Now, if you look on the, as the map, right on the top you see red, but these are very. Canada is a scarcely populated country. So most of the people live down south, closest to the border, to the U.S. border. Those who live in the north are all the natives, the the you know native territories. Uh, and very few people live there. So even if there's seats, there are not many seats, even if he wins. So he won all in the north, liberal uh, Canada in the north. Won, he just won three seats. Um, he won in Manitoba. Okay, But look at something very, very important. The province of Ontario is where most of the immigrants are. And they are only based down south in Ontario. They are based out of Toronto and the Greater Toronto Area, which is called the GTA, Greater Toronto Area. And in Quebec, they are based, uh, in Quebec, they are based uh, out of Montreal. So they win the island of Montreal and the suburbs of Montreal because that's where the, uh, uh, that's where the immigrants are. The immigrants are only in the Toronto, in the Montreal area and the suburbs of Montreal called the Greater Montreal Area. So that's where they win. Uh, he won 40 seats there. That's their base. He won 80 seats in Ontario. Again, the base is only immigrants, my friends. So all wherever the immigrants, and he scrimped, he's he ran his propaganda of Islamophobia, xenophobia, uh, Black Lives not Black Lives Matter, but in those days it was racism, if I'm not mistaken, and he won. Now. This, this is his biggest base. He wins a little bit, if you notice the map, in at what is called Atlantic Canada. Atlantic Canada is the east coast of Canada, Newfoundland, Labrador, but there are not many seats there. So approximately 20 seats, 20, well, 10, 20, 30 seats. 30 seats he wins there. It is a lot of seats, but not that much. The biggest part of his seat block is... Um, is Ontario and Quebec. If you win those two golden tickets, you won the elections, my friend. And that's what he did. He, they concentrated on where they could win the elections. And they, th- those elections are where the Sikhs are, the Muslims are, the Africans are, the uh, immigrants are. And all he had to do is scream racism and propaganda. He won that elections. And you know what? That's a good strategy. I don't like it, but good strategy. Um, now, again, look at 2019, okay? He wins the elections, but he loses a lot of seats. He loses about 23 seats, okay? Uh, but he's still winning in certain areas. Look at this now. Look at this map. Um, 
in the west coast of Canada. He's got small seat over there in Vancouver. Again, immigrants, my dear friend, Asian immigrants, Indians, Pakistanis, Sikhs are based out of there. You go up north in a uh, very small part of, of Canada in the north, not much, one seat or two seats, not much, it's not worth it. But the bulk of his seats, the bulk of his seats, again, come in Ontario and Quebec. Look at this. Um, Ontario is, um, I wish I could show it to you live, but Ontario and Quebec is over here uh, in, in uh, sort of... Uh, in the south, um, yeah, the blue, the light blue, the orange, and the green. So light blue and orange, you can see the red at the bottom. That is the Greater Toronto area, and where all the immigrants are. And in Quebec, right down south, you can see uh, the the area of um, Montreal. Um, Ottawa, Montreal, all red, these are all immigrant areas. So his base is the immigrant base, and he has to cater to them. If he doesn't sing their votes, he doesn't sing their tune, he doesn't get the votes. But this is the new Canada. Uh, you have to sing to the base. This is what democracy is, unfortunately. You sing your parrot, the rhetoric of the base. And who's feeding the base? All these religious leaders, ethnic leaders, community leaders, and they need as much as people to be on the base. So what do they do? They, they brainwash you with fear rhetoric. So here you go. Um, you got, yeah, perfectly fine. You got uh, a little bit of Atlantic Canada, but the bulk of it is coming from Toronto and Montreal, great, Greater Toronto, Greater Montreal. So that's the 2019 elections and that's how he won. Now, I'm going to go, that's it. Sorry, yeah, that's 2019. I'm going to go back now to the 2021 elections. And you're going to see it again here. He wins one small little area, Vancouver area in, in British Columbia. He wins down south in Ontario. He wins down south in, Mont in Montreal, the area around Montreal. He wins Atlantic Canada. So these are the three biggest areas. You, up north here in the left side, there's not much that he wins. He wins, but not much. There's not many people. But it's basically Atlantic Canada, down south Montreal and uh, Toronto, a little bit in Manitoba. But this is his voting block, all immigrants. So you, you cannot be surprised that he's not pandering to their rhetoric. Uh, this is Justin Trudeau. Uh, he doesn't care about economics. You don't really see him talking about economics. You will never see him talking about inflation because inflation has tripled. It's not double. People in India scream because, oh, well, it's double, it's high. In Canada and the United States, it has tripled, my friends. Mortgage payments have got uh, so high. Uh, you go out to a restaurant 10 years ago or five years ago, for $50, you could have a meal with a family of four without any alcohol. Uh, today, $50 is one person. So people are not going to restaurants. Okay, the restaurants will close, are closing. They don't have money for food. They're not eating meat anymore. It's great for vegetarianism, but that's it. Um, there's nothing left. Mortgage payables have doubled and tripled. People have to sell their houses. But where are you going to go? There's no place to go because even rents are so high. So at the end of the day, what are you going to do? Uh, but this is what he's taken the country to. He has doubled the debt. Canada was a country that was fantastic before. Um, we were grumbling. Everyone was grumbling. But, you know, as usual, 
But guess what? It was still great. People loved it. It has a place in the world. It is, a, it is completely the opposite right now. And that is it, all in the nine years of Justin Trudeau. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say with this guy. Uh, economics is in the garbage bin. But he has to cover up for all this. So he panders to his base. Oh, this one got killed. Uh, freedom of speech. We support freedom of speech. We support uh, Black Lives Matter. We support trans rights. What's the use of supporting trans rights when those trans have no money for food, to put food on the table? Rights start with your food on the table. If your stomach is not full, you're not going to have any rights. You're going to have a social civil war. So what is the use of anything? Uh, but no, he's doubled the debt. Why? Why has he doubled the debt? Because he needs more and more immigrants to come in the country. Without the immigrants in the country, the liberals do not have a vote. So he needs to bring immigrants in the country. So he's doubled the debt because he's, he has to pay for all these immigrants, give them money, 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 give their communities money. Oh, we are giving the community so much money. We're giving this people so much money. We, we care about multiculturalism and for you coming to Canada and setting up your culture and integrating into multicultural society because we love multiculturalism. Uh, and anyone who doesn't agree with him is hate speech. So hate speech, hate speech, hate speech. He just panders on that same propaganda, hate speech, Islamophobia, racism, Black Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter, but zero economics. In a decade, in, in, a, in a generation, these people who come in will realize that Trudeau has, has screwed them royally. And um, what they will do, the children will grow up, they will take the Canadian passport, they will throw it at... Um, Trudeau uh, or the people of the Canadian government at that time and say, we don't need your passport anymore. Thank you very much. They will go back to their parents and their ancestral country and they will build their own ancestral country back because it's too expensive to live in Canada anymore. Um, and so they will just throw the passport back, say, thank you very much. They will go back to their countries and Canada will be stuck with a debt in by a generation. That debt will not be one trillion, it will be three trillion. But who's going to pay for it? No one, except, you know, Trudeau's descendants. He, he won't be there, we won't be there. The next generation is over, and that's how Canada's going to go down. Canada in the, in, the, in, in the 1990s was great. In the first decade of the 20th century, it was great. The moment Trudeau took over, it's a free fall. I mean, even, even the United States, they've gone from small billions of debt to 31 trillion, it's taken them 20 years. But this fellow, in nine years, he's doubled the debt. Nine years. It, it, it's incredible. But that is why he's pandering to the Khalistani terrorists. So this is the backup for the Khalistani terrorists, if you didn't understand. Um, I am going to stop this vid this podcast here, and I'm going to go to the next podcast. I'm going to start. I'm going to talk about the Khalistanis on that. And once you understand now the base, why Trudeau is pandering to the Khalistanis, uh, why Trudeau is pandering to uh, the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, you will understand why the Khalistanis are here in the first place. Uh, basically, the, the you know the Khalistanis say, look, you want our votes. If you want our votes, we are in this area. 
We are in that area. We can give you 10,000 votes here. We can give you 10,000 votes there. If you keep your mouth shut, you give us the money that we need. You put a blind eye on us. Uh, you, you close your eyes on what we're doing. You support our uh, terrorism. Um, we will give you the votes. So if you want our votes, this is what we, we will give. We'll, we're willing to, you know, we'll, you have to do for us. So he's catering to them. And there we go. Uh, because at the end of the day, he needs votes. Democracy is about votes. Doesn't matter if you're losing your country. Doesn't matter if you are selling your country to uh, the devil, to the mafia, the terrorists. You get power. And, and there you go. That's how corruption sets in. That is how corruption set into our countries. The, the, the huge, all these people said, oh, we want power, we want power, democracy, democracy. Behind that democracy, all those who pander to democracy are the same people who, who, who will pander to their voting base, or as we say in India, appeasement pol politics. They will give you everything you want for appeasement at the cost of the economic output of the country. That's why China has gone forward, my friend, and that's why India is behind, because Ch China doesn't have to pander to anyone. They just invest in economics, and that's why they're ahead and we are behind. Uh, this appeasement politics is what I was talking about earlier on. Uh, gladiator politics uh, has caused the inflation. Um, and that's why China's building trains today, speed trains for for their uh, speed trains for freight instead of speed trains for, for people, while we are pandering to e e appeasement politics and everyone say China is the biggest threat. Yes, there's a threat, but why? The biggest threat is us with this stupid democracy. And I'm not against democracy, but this is not the democracy we signed up for. This is not the democracy we signed up for. Appeasement politics, Throw the country through at the cost of the country, at the cost of your so society, at the cost of economics, at the cost of your output infrastructure. You're, you're giving away your country, your economics, your debt to stay in power and to pander to vote banks, whatever they want, even if they do not make any sense. You don't care. You just want to be there. You want power and they want your vote. They want your money. So that's a gravy train that's not going to stop. And this is how countries come down. So anyway, on that note, I'm going to take your leave. But I am going to, uh, uh, I am going to have another podcast on Kalistanis. This is uh, two second podcasts of, of number two, the two parts to this. So I'm going to have the Kalistani one on the second podcast. See you soon. Uh, don't forget to reach out to both. And, and thank you very much for your time. Stay safe, my friends.